Are you ready to take your business to the next level? Every day there are countless books and articles that are published offering the key on how to make your business a success. It's easy to feel overwhelmed trying to keep up and run your business. That's why Deb Creer created the Business Power Hour. Keep up on the latest trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. Let the Business Power Hour do the heavy work for you. Good morning, good morning. I am Deb Creer, and I am passionate about giving professionals the tools that they need to make themselves and their businesses as successful as possible. And today, we're going to be talking about something that's near and dear to my heart, and that's really how to be a successful small business owner, but more importantly, how to be that successful small business owner without it completely and totally consuming your life. Um, So please join me in welcoming today's guest, Paul Maskell, to our program today. Welcome, Paul. Thanks, Deb. Excited to be here. You know, we really are going to have so much fun today because what we'll be talking about is various tips, techniques, all of these various things that are kind of bugaboos to small business owners. Um, And when I talk with other small business owners, it's things that I hear them complain about a lot. You know, chiefly no time, no help, eating up my life, and most importantly, this isn't fun anymore. You know, and, and so that's what's going to be so much fun talking to you today. I am looking forward to that. Great. Well, let me tell people just a little bit about you. So Paul Maskill started his first business in 2011. He was soon working 60 to 80 hours a week with a business that couldn't survive without him, right? Sound familiar, everybody? So Paul started systematizing everything while empowering a team to run the business better than he could. Before he knew it, his revenue doubled to almost $500,000, while the number of hours he worked dropped below 40. Paul then sold his business for three times a net profit. He's now back into business ownership with two local businesses, while also helping ambitious business owners automate their business so they can leverage their business to build a life that they love. So again, Paul, welcome. Thank you, Deb. Nice intro. I know. Don't you love it? It's just so much fun. You know, it, it's it's always funny when people have to write their own intros. It's it's a struggle. You know, how do we put what we do into terms that don't sound like we're saying I'm the next, you know, Bill Gates type of, of person? But everything that 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 I said about you is true. You know, based on my research, looking on your website, all those various things. But let's go back a bit. Talk to us about how this got started for you. How did you decide that this was your passion in life? Yeah, so I guess probably like many people, I uh, I followed what everyone told me to do. Mm-hmm. So I grew up in Michigan and everyone said, go, you know, you got to go to school. Don't just right. go do something. Go to school, get good grades, get a good job. And then, uh, you know, graduate from college, mm-hmm. go climb the corporate ladder for 40 or 50 years, mm-hmm. and then you can retire and enjoy life. So I right. was like, that doesn't really make sense, but everyone's telling me to do it, and that's what right. everyone and that's says what you should do. Our parents did. <laughs> that's what the friends are doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So my parents said, "Don't be like us. Go to 
go to college and get a degree. So I said, okay. So anyway, I got a finance degree. I love numbers, love mm-hmm. math, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I moved to Chicago. So as we were talking before the show, I lived in Chicago, beautiful place from like May to October. Uh, we're recording this in January. I would not want to be in Chicago right now. No. Uh, but that's where everybody in the Midwest went to right. work in finance. So mm-hmm. I went there. Uh, got a cubicle job in 2007. Mm-hmm. So uh, just before the whole thing crashed. So mm-hmm. I think that was a blessing in disguise because it mm-hmm. showed me that I didn't want to do this my entire yeah, life. Finance but in 2008 was not a good place to not, be. Not the best place to be. So uh, what I realized was there's all these people here in our office, in our bank, on, on my floor that had poured like 10, 20, 30 years into this company. And then like that, with like a flip of a switch, they all lost their jobs and right. their life was so leveraged. It was mm-hmm. so based on this one job mm-hmm. that it, to me, I started really questioning like, this doesn't make sense. So these people can't go get other jobs. Mm-hmm. They're basically owning their own business with one client and that client just fired them. So mm-hmm. I was like, what do I have to lose if I quit this job and go do my own thing? So. Right. Basically, that's what I did because I saw these people just struggling. Mm-hmm. They had their mortgage, they had their kids, they had their car payment. They and they were they weren't they hated their job to begin with, but they had to do it. And I never wanted to be in that position. Right. So, what I realized was the worst case scenario wasn't as bad as people said it mm-hmm. was. Like, oh my gosh, you're going to quit your job and start a business? Like, yeah, because if it doesn't work, I can always go get another job. So, right. Anyway, that's how the journey started. Mm-hmm. I wanted to quote unquote be my own boss. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to have my future in the hands of somebody else that I couldn't mm-hmm. control. And I didn't want to do something I hated every day for 40 years mm-hmm. to then enjoy life when I'm 60, 70 years old. Mm-hmm. Knock on wood at that time, who knows right. what the retirement age will be. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of how the whole journey started. Uh, and then I haven't really looked back since 2011, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, and I think that's how many small business owners start. You know, they, they either did it by choice or, oops, I've lost my job. Now, what the heck am I going to do? Um, you know, and, and so it is, you know, but uh, for many people, I mean, you know, there are some people who love working for corporations for whatever reason. Um, you know, the stability, the, you know, I've, I've worked with people who not knowing you know, like, like a lot of small business owners, it's like, Ooh, are we going to be able to pay this bill tomorrow? Or where's this new client coming from? They just can't, can't handle that. You know, they want to, they want to know what's coming tomorrow, all those various things. And so it's great that there are places that the people like that can go. But for people like you and I who are thinking, you know, I don't want to work for the man forever. Um, you know, we do, we start our own business. For many of us, it's something that is a passion. You know, or we think, oh, that sounds like fun. Um, you know, and 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 then we get into it, and it's a whole lot harder than we thought. Um, you know, because we might have had friends who were doing it, but you know, maybe, maybe not. I mean, you know, when we were when we're working in corporations, you tend to to be friends with people there, and so you don't understand that you know, you really, especially when you're starting out, and it's just you. You are doing 60, 80 hours a week. It is 24 seven, you know, all these various things. And then pretty soon that thing that you loved to do is the grind. You know, you're thinking, oh, I have to go to another networking event or "Hmm, that's that client on the phone. Well, we'll just ignore it today. Um, You know, all those various things. And so what you work with people on is how to, to get, you know, take a lot of those tasks and things that suck up our time 
and you know, and 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 automate them, pass them off to somebody else. All these various things, so that then we can get back to doing what we love. Yeah, I mean that's that's really it. So if you look at most small businesses, they were started, but almost all of them are service based because it's really easy right. to start a service based. You don't need to go get a building. Usually, you don't need to go buy a bunch of inventory. You don't need a bunch of overhead. So, you know. That's basically what I did. So I started a service-based business. We were running after-school uh, sports programs for elementary kids. I loved it. I loved mm-hmm. golf. I loved tennis. I loved kids. Mm-hmm. Uh, so to me, it didn't feel like work. And then like mm-hmm. it just kept piling up. I kept doing more and more, which I didn't not like at all. I loved it. Like I'd rather go hang out with kids and run a business mm-hmm. for 60 to 80 hours a week than sit in a cubicle for 40. Um, but you know what I really realized was that's not why I left my job to go right. start a business. Anyway, I didn't, mm-hmm. I didn't eventually want to s- trade one job for another job. And, you know, my wife wasn't really happy with me at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're still happily married here uh, in Raleigh, North Carolina for seven years. We've got a daughter who's three. It's great. Life is good. But back then it wasn't, you know, all sunshine mm-hmm. and rainbows because I left my job. She was like, you got to leave your job. Mm-hmm. It's driving you crazy. Start right. your own business. I'll support you. Mm-hmm. And then at first, it's like, okay, we're all excited to be a business owner. Like, mm-hmm. this is great. I'm going to start calling people. Everyone's going to want to buy what I'm selling. Mm-hmm. And then you go to these networking events. You go to the right. chamber. You feel kind mm-hmm. of slimy. You got to take a shower after that because you got all these business cards. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, this isn't working. Why isn't anyone saying yes? This doesn't make sense. So I was at that point where I was like, maybe I'll just go back and get another mm-hmm. job. Maybe it wasn't as bad as I thought it was. And then we started to have success. And then, you know, it kind of started to snowball. And like you said... I was working 60 to 80 hours a week, uh, which I was fine with until I realized I couldn't grow anymore. My business couldn't grow anymore because I was the one in the way. Like right. I was the big rock in the middle of the road that I needed to move out of the way mm-hmm. so I could keep going where I want to go. So the, the, the biggest question, you know, kind of bringing back to the family is what would have happened at that point if I got hit by a bus? I was doing everything. I was the finance guy, right. the marketing guy, the advertising guy, the sales, mm-hmm. the operations. Mm-hmm. If I got the hit by a bus- stopped my business would have stopped within probably a week. Mm -hmm. And then my wife would have been really upset at me. Mm -hmm. My clients would not be happy. Mm -hmm. And the employees that I did have out delivering the service, they would not have been happy either. Mm -hmm. So that was really kind of the transitional point for me of, I've got to quote unquote, take the risk Mm -hmm. to do something about this because this is not sustainable. Mm -hmm. And I think that's where most business owners get stuck. If you survey most small business owners, their business probably couldn't survive more than a week without them. Right. You know, and, and it's funny, I actually had that forced on me, um, you know, where I got ill and I got very seriously ill very quickly. Um, as in, I was not even able to give my husband the password to get into my computer. Um, you know, and, and so clients, what that, you know, all these various things. Now, fortunately, I had clients who understood, um, you know, and, and all of these various things. But, it, you know, it, it is something that as we're planning our business, we need to plan on those things. And it's funny, you mentioned hit by a bus. I work on the hit by a bus philosophy, you know, <laughs> with whatever it is. You know, could someone pick up where I was and, 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 and go forward? You know, even if it's just to contact people to say, out of touch for a while, um, you know, but what you really want is for them to say, okay, Deb's, you know, kind of laid up for a little bit. I'm now going to work on this project for you, um, you know, or, or whatever it is. And so as a business owner, you know, that really should be one of the things that, that we think about. You know, I've had guests on before who we have talked about 
the, the end stages of your business. And, and you've done this, you have sold your business. And so, you know, we talk about that, you know, what is your ultimate goal, all of those things, but we've never really talked about the, you know, what happens in that mid part, if heaven forbid something goes wrong or worse, what if you want to take a vacation? I mean, you know, how many of us, you know, show hands out there, folks, small business owners, even when we're on vacation, this is with us. We're still checking email. We're still checking in every day, even if we've got employees, you know, consultants, all of those. We just can't untie those apron strings, even for a long weekend, let alone, you know, maybe you want to take a cruise and be gone for a while. Um, you know, and, and, and a big part of that really comes back to, as, as we were saying, automating a lot of the work, um, you know, and, and, you know, and, and it's people that, and, and, you know, let's be honest, there's free things that you can use to automate. There's, there's services that, that charge, but, you know, what are a lot of the things that people never even really stop to think about? Oh my gosh, this could be, if not totally automated, at least simplified. Yeah. I mean, that's a really good question. So, you know, what I tell a lot of people is when something's automated, it just means it happens automatically. Mm -hmm. So that you could just give it to somebody else to right. do it, you know, and I was in the same position. I was so scared to delegate. Nobody can mm -hmm. do it as well as I can. Right. It's my baby. Hey, oh yeah. Um, no, no, no. And I can't can trust it as good as me. <laughs> like, mm -hmm. you know, and then, you, you know, I, I remember back when I quit my job, the worst case mm -hmm. scenario when I quit my job, like I said, was, well, if it doesn't work, I can go get another right. job. And this was the same thing. If I delegate something or I automate something mm -hmm. or give it to technology and it doesn't work, well, it's just going to come back to me anyway. And it's already right. with me. So I mm -hmm. might as well like throw it out there and mm -hmm. see if it goes away for good, uh, more or less. But, mm -hmm. you know, to really answer the question, I look at everything and I tell everyone, just go to Google. Like if... Mm -hmm. If you think this should, there should be a piece of technology that can do this, there probably mm -hmm. is. Right. And it's probably really cheap and you can, or it's free and you can get it off mm -hmm. the shelf. It's not custom built. Mm -hmm. It's not 20 years ago when it's like, man, I really wish I could send an email automatically. I wonder how much mm -hmm. that's going to cost. Mm -hmm. um, so that could be something as simple, you know, that could maybe be the, the most simple thing that anybody out there listening could automate is mm -hmm. sending emails. So if you I realized I was answering the same question every single time in my mm -hmm. business. They would call, where does Johnny have to meet? Who's going to pick him up? All, all the same questions, mm -hmm. the frequently mm -hmm. asked questions over and over right. and over. And then I realized, why don't I send out an email mm -hmm. before they ask the question? So I'm uh -huh. answering the question mm -hmm. before they ask it. Mm -hmm. So then it not only builds trust with them, they're mm -hmm. like, oh, that's a great, this is perfect. Mm -hmm. But it also frees up my time because I don't have to keep answering the phone or responding to emails. Right. So... There's a million things out there that you could automate, but for me, that was one of them where mm. it's not only improving the customer mm -hmm. experience, it's also improving your life because mm -hmm. you, right. you realize if you have to answer the, the same question more than once, mm -hmm. how about you answer it before yeah. people ask, there actually ask no it? There are no totally <laughs> unique questions. You know, right. get over it, folks. There's, there's not. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that's just one, mm -hmm. but there is automation for, mm -hmm. you know, literally everything. And it, like I said, it might not even be something that technology is doing, you might just be documenting a standard operating procedure mm -hmm. that I'm going to now give to Deb. Right. Deb, here's how you do this. Mm -hmm. Deb watches the video. She mm -hmm. might get stuck, but she can pause, rewind, fast forward. Mm -hmm. And now she owns that process. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's, that's where I would just start to look and question everything of if there's something that you want, you don't want to do more than once ever again, mm -hmm. figure out if there's a technology or a human that could do that for you. Right.
You know, and it's as you said, you know, I'm, I'm one of those people that, but nobody can do it like I do it. And that's true, but it doesn't mean that somebody doing it is going to do it wrong. They're just going to do it different. And, you know, and that's, that was always one of the hardest things. You know, I, I have a producer for this program. Absolutely fabulous person. Now, I'd had some people before that just didn't quite work out. And, and the reason they didn't work out was my fault. I didn't give them enough information. I didn't, you know, it was, you know, sink or swim type of thing. And, and finally this time I thought, okay, you know, let's, let's lay it down. You know, what are, what are the steps that I go through? And then I told her, figure out what makes it work for you. Do I still kind of have those? Oh my God. <laughs> Has she contacted? You know, I, I still have those moments, even though we're going on our third year of working together. Um, sorry, there's something in my eye. Um, but I know that she's going to take care of it. Um, you know, and, and so even though I might have that trepidation, I trust that she will do it. I mean, it's just, it's just, if, if I don't, if I don't trust her to do it, then she shouldn't be doing anything. I mean, you know, that's, that's the whole thing. And so, but to, to, to release that, that was one of the hardest things to do and say, you go and you do. And now it's funny because, you know, like one of the things she does is, is, you know, she does these social media posts for the program and I don't review it. I see them, you know, cause they go across on my feed, but, and you know, every once in a while I might think, oh, you know, I might've worded that a little bit different, but you know, and, and there are people who said, you don't review it. You don't, you don't write it and have her send it. I'm like, okay, well, if I'm going to write it, I'll just send it out. Um, but, but yeah, they, they're just amazed that I have her do that. And I, you know, why wouldn't I, I trust that she is going to get it done, get it done right. And probably better than me anyway. Yeah. I mean, that's so true. And I mean, really to follow up on that last point, it's, because she only has that one thing to do. Deb's got a thousand things going on her mind. So then she's like half posting right. the social media post and then the phone rings and then the email dings. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you're mm-hmm. like, wait, what? So, you know, I think, it, and like you said before, if they do, if they do something quote unquote wrong, it's not because they, they didn't maliciously do it right. the way you didn't mm-hmm. want them to do it. You, like you said, you already trust that person. They mm-hmm. didn't do it the way you wanted them to do it because you didn't exactly tell them that. Right. Uh, you know, and what I learned from my, corporate days is I always wanted to know why. Like mm-hmm. they'll say, do it this way. And I would always say, well, why do we do it that way? I don't know, because someone told me to. Well, if that's right. your answer, mm-hmm. it's not going to work. So if you can explain yeah. the why mm-hmm. behind the task, mm-hmm. you know, even if people ask me today, why do I do what I do? Mm-hmm. Because I realized that there's a lot of people going through this and mm-hmm. I want to share that with them. And it was the same reason as a business owner. Mm-hmm. I have a gift that I should pass on to other people mm-hmm. so we can go impact more people. Deb, right. you wouldn't be able to impact as many people if you were doing everything. You'd right. be so worried about editing this and doing the social media, but you can just focus mm-hmm. on this one hour because you're not worried about, oh man, right. am I going to get this, am I going to get this edited by Thursday mm-hmm. and get the social media post out? Mm-hmm. Then you're all over the place. So, mm-hmm. you know, really bringing it back to the why and that is so important and most people don't get it. They never get there because they feel whatever they know mm-hmm. is common sense. It's like, mm-hmm. why? I don't need to tell them that. That's their job. They can figure it out. It's like, mm-hmm. well, what's, you know, a, the third episode I ever had on my podcast, Tom Schwab, who runs Interview Valet, mm-hmm. said mm-hmm. he had a quote that still sticks with me. And I think everybody should take it is what's normal to you is amazing to others because right. we can do all this work in our mm-hmm. sleep. 
But the problem is nobody else knows how to do it. It's not that it's rocket science. It's mm-hmm. just we assume everything. Right. And it's like, hey, Deb, go figure this out. Mm-hmm. Wait, you didn't know how to do that? Like, what's mm-hmm. wrong with you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and we forget that it's at one point, we didn't know how to do it either. Um, you know, none of this knowledge just was walked into our head. Um, you know, we, we had to figure out how to do it too. Um, and, and we need to remember it was trial and error. You know, it wasn't perfect the first time we tried it either. And so we shouldn't expect someone who is working with us, working for us to do it perfect the first time either. Yeah. And then, and really going back to your first point, we kind of just created it. It wasn't like mm-hmm. we were following, this right. is how you do X, mm-hmm. Y, and Z. We just thought, this is the best way I know how. Right. But then you've probably improved a bunch of times. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then when you delegate it, they'll probably even prove it more mm-hmm. because they're looking at it through a different lens. Right. So, so yeah, I think having, at the end of the day, this isn't blood and guts. This isn't, mm-hmm. you know, putting, we're not first responders. Mm-hmm. If it doesn't work mm-hmm. or they don't do it the way you want them to, that's the best time to learn. That's how we learn. Like, right. oh, right. that was a huge failure. Well, mm-hmm. let's do something different right. and not do that again. So mm-hmm. putting the systems and processes in place, once something doesn't go the way you want it to, that's how you're always going to mm-hmm. improve. And that's how your employers are going to improve too. Right. You know, and of course, the, the, the first big pushback that, that small business owners do is, but it costs money. You know, I'm, I'm on a limited budget. It costs money to hire an employee, an assistant, a virtual assistant, whatever. Well, yeah, duh. I mean, you know, it, it, and, and let's be honest, you want to be paying somebody. This is not, hey, can you help me out for free because you get what you paid for. You know, even if it's a spouse, even if it's your best buddy, you know, you probably should be paying for it and, and let, you know, let's not be cheap either. You know, this is not, let's see how cheap we can get it. There are ways to save money. You know, let's, let's you know, but, but you know, and so what I tell people is, well, yes, it is going to cost you money, but it's freeing you up to make more money, you know, and, and that's, and, and, you know, that light bulb kind of slowly goes on for some people and for some, they just, you know, they, and, and maybe it's that they haven't reached that stage yet. They're not going to turn away the control, you know, all those various things, but yeah, it is going to cost you money. I hate to break it to you folks, but it's going to cost you some money. It is going to, and, and if money is going to leave your bank account, like you mm-hmm. said, right. but is it a cost or is it an investment? Mm-hmm. And that's where most businesses are like, why would I pay someone $15 to do that when I can do it myself? Mm-hmm. Because you could probably take that same amount of time and go make $30 right. or 50 or a hundred. Mm-hmm. So, you know, really, I know, I don't know. I haven't met a business owner yet that says, I can't wait to start. I was so excited to start my own business because mm-hmm. I wanted to be self-employed 24 seven. And mm-hmm. I didn't want to, everyone wants a business that can run without mm-hmm. them, but their actions don't map to it. And they always come up with an excuse of, well, I'm not ready yet. And in this day and age, it is the easiest time in the history of world mm-hmm. to delegate something because you don't need to hire someone for 40 hours. Right. You can hire someone for one hour a day mm-hmm. or one hour a week mm-hmm. to do one something project. for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, if that one hour, it's, it's not only what it's quote unquote costing you, but what is the return? What's the opportunity mm-hmm. cost? And you can build a business that can run without right. you. If mm-hmm. you get hit by a bus, your family's mm-hmm. not going to be wondering, oh my gosh, how are we going to pay the bills mm-hmm. next week? Because right my husband, my wife, mm-hmm. my spouse, whoever is the one propping all this up, they don't have disability insurance. What are we going to do? So I'd much rather invest into that peace of mind to know I can go on vacation for 10 days. Mm-hmm. Or what if I get the flu? Money is going to continue to come in mm-hmm. because I've t- quote unquote taken the risk right. to 
build that team and invest the money. And funny things happen when you start investing money in people, you actually work harder to get to mm-hmm. where you want to go because now you're responsible for the well-being of somebody else. You're like, man, right. mm-hmm. I, got, I don't want that person to lose their mm-hmm. job. I really got to pump this stuff mm-hmm. out. And you want to make sure you get a return on your investment as well. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of, you know, burning the boats per se, but mm-hmm. once they're burned, then you're like, well, now we got to figure this out. Mm-hmm. And we always do. That's why we're still here in the year 2020 and we haven't gotten eaten by saber toothed tigers mm-hmm. and dinosaurs and everything else. Like right. we kind of know how to survive when we have to. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and it's interesting because we do survive when we have to, you know, and, and, you know, and, and for some people it will be, okay, this isn't working. I'm going to go back into corporate wherever. But for many people, they, they, you know, they figure out, Ooh, this is fun. Um, You know, this is going to work. And, you know, and and freeing up that time, you know, it it doesn't have to go back into the business either. You know, we mentioned vacations. Maybe it's just that you have somebody who's answering your phones between a certain period of time so you can go watch your kids play soccer. I mean, you know, whatever it is, you know, that's, that is one of the beauties of being your own boss, your own business owner, is you get to set your own schedule. And, I think one of the things that we get caught up in as the small business owner is thinking we have to work 10, 12 hour days, you know, all these various things. Well, part of the reason we left corporate America was to have that freedom. So, you know, if you want to go to watch soccer, go watch soccer. (laughs) Yeah. And that's, and I, I think where a lot of business owners get stuck is they don't really have that that vision set. Mm-hmm. So if that's their vision, I want, I want to leverage, mm-hmm. I want to help me personally, I want to help business owners leverage their business, mm-hmm. all the risks, the, all the blood, sweat, tears, everything they put into it mm-hmm. to build a life that they love. And if that life is spending more time at soccer games, well, then that has right. to be part of your vision. Mm-hmm. Well, you need, your actions need to map mm-hmm. to building a business that's going to empower you and enable you mm-hmm. to go watch your kids soccer game because your kids are only kids once. Right. You can't say, I'm going to get to it tomorrow because mm-hmm. tomorrow is always the next day. And mm-hmm. when tomorrow comes, you're going to say the same thing. Mm-hmm. So, you know, that's where I see a lot of business owners get stuck is they're doing things. They're, they're really busy, but they're not mm-hmm. really productive because mm-hmm. it's like going on a road trip and they're just driving in circles day mm-hmm. in and day out. Well, right. I'm still driving. I'm still driving. Look at me go. Look at me go. But you're not getting closer to your destination. Mm-hmm. So when you have that destination, you have that why, you have that vision, then you need to make sure you're your activity is actually mapping to that. So you can do whatever you want to do. If it's go start another business, great. Mm-hmm. If it's spend more time at soccer games, great. Mm-hmm. You know, if it's travel more, whatever it is, you only got one shot at this. So you might as well right. start doing it today. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and, and as you mentioned, technology is, is the reason why we're able to do all of this. You know, my virtual assistant, my producer for this program lives in New Jersey. Um, you know, we, we communicate all the time. Now, it does help that we're in the same time zone. Um, but you know, we interview people around the world. We adjust the schedule so that they're not being, you know, interviewed at four o'clock in the morning, or I'm not doing this at midnight because neither one of those is going to be good. But let's let's talk more about tech. You know, I I had a conversation with somebody just yesterday about giving a LinkedIn presentation. It's one I've done for this organization every year for several years. It's a great group. You know, I always go, I'm in person because I'm just so much more delightful in person. Um, and and she said, you know, the place where we're going to be is having an issue. And so let's do it as a webinar. And my first thought was, oh, 
I don't want to do that. They'll, they'll lose my delightful personality, right? <laughs> and, but then, of course, she points out that so many more people can participate because the space in the room was limited and people can, can watch the, the webinar after. So more people can participate that way. And, you know, as it, for public speakers, that is kind of one of those catches because we feed on having an audience. But when we can get our message out to so many more people through technology, why wouldn't we do that? I mean, heck, that's why I do this podcast. You know, we can reach people around the world. Yeah. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, that's why I do a podcast as well. It's not like, oh, do I have to get a radio station? Like, and mm-hmm. then if I want to interview people, right. do they have to come to my studio? Mm-hmm. And then how am I going to get the word out about this? So, you know, even just looking at that transformation mm-hmm. of it hasn't been very long of whole podcast thing in general, but just leveraging to how can you, like you said, you have a virtual assistant, you can jump mm-hmm. on Zoom. And most people think virtual assistants, oh, it's someone in the Philippines that's making two bucks an hour. And yeah, you can find those people right. and they're great and they mm-hmm. serve their purpose. Mm-hmm. But if you're uneasy of, going that route, like you're, you want to put your toes in the water, then yeah, you could use Zoom. We use mm-hmm. Slack to communicate with everything mm-hmm. with our teams. Um, and Slack is another free, great piece of technology mm-hmm. where you can build a communication platform and really build a good culture with whoever you want to build a culture mm-hmm. with. Um, I use it for our mastermind. I use it for mm-hmm. our businesses and our employees. And it's just a really another good platform. Mm-hmm. So there is so much technology out there where a lot of people don't realize it's just right there at the mm-hmm. tip of your fingers, like Zoom. Zoom is free. You can mm-hmm. hop on Zoom and have mm-hmm. conversations and still build that face-to-face mm-hmm. relationship. So, you know, I would encourage anybody out there that isn't so sure of technology or isn't so sure saying, I wish there was a, something that did, mm-hmm. you know, X, Y, and Z. It might already be there and it'll mm-hmm. give you the peace of mind that you probably want when kind of diving into that aspect. Right. One of the other, you've got a great list of resources on your website. Um, and, and it was funny. I was telling you before the program, I was going through going, oh, use that, use that. Oh, must check that out. Oh, use that, use that. You know? And one of the ones that, that you have listed is a scheduling program. And, and you actually mentioned schedule once, which is what I use. Oh, my God. Anybody who schedules especially things like this, you know, meetings, things like that, that isn't using an online scheduling program of some form or another, um, you know, they're, they're really missing out. Because how many times do we do the, well, does Saturday, you know, does Thursday work? No? Okay. Wednesday. Oh, okay. Well, what about one? No, one doesn't work. How about two? And how many emails do we have going back and forth when they could have clicked one button? You know, and that's what scheduling programs do. You know, I have it set on mine so that you have to choose two options. That way, you know, if that just gives a little bit more flexibility. Now, of course, the key is I have to keep my calendar current. Um, You know, that is that is absolutely critical so that I'm not going back to I'm sorry, I didn't know you. But that right there saves so much time because you never just go back and forth with the well, what about one? It was you know, hey, did you see this great article? Or, you know, what'd you see on TV? Or, hey, you know, it's never these short conversations. You know, it gets longer and longer. And then you've wasted hours when you could have just clicked a button to set an appointment. Yeah. And you can use that for so many things. So Mm -hmm. if you're owning a local business, so I have a, I'm a partner in a landscaping business here locally in Raleigh. And whenever somebody reaches out to us on our website, 
they inquire, they get added to our email list. And then literally the next thing they get Mm -hmm. automatically is a link to our calendar for our project manager who who goes and does all the estimates Mm -hmm. automatically. Boom. And everyone's like, this is amazing. I didn't have to Mm -hmm. pick up the phone. I didn't have to trade emails. Mm -hmm. We do the same thing when we interview potential employees. Mm -hmm. This is when we're available for an interview, or this is Mm -hmm. when we're available for a phone interview. And it just, you don't have to, Oh, it popped up on our calendar. Great. And like you said, yeah, you have to keep your calendar up to date, Mm -hmm. which is another great thing that it forces you to do. Mm -hmm. So then you can, you know, really start to get diligent Mm -hmm. on how you use your time. So everything's in my calendar, like date night with my wife Mm -hmm. or lunch with our daughter Mm -hmm. or whatever, like literally everything's in my calendar. Mm -hmm. It's like my life Mm -hmm. is a lot easier because of that. (laughs) Yeah. And, and what I love about scheduling programs is they give you different options. You know, you mentioned that you've got an option for interviews, got an option for initial, you know, I'm, I'm sure you have people that you go every four weeks to, every six weeks to, whatever. And so they just choose the appropriate option. It tells them, okay, this is a 45-minute appointment, whatever it is. And you know, so, yeah, there's some initial setup, and every once in a while there's some bugs and, and things like that that come into these programs. But, you know, it 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 really does just simplify your life. And, and again, free versions, paid versions, um, you know, and, and always check out the free versions. I mean, you know, let's, let's be honest folks, you know, check out those, those first. But to me, a scheduling program is probably one of the best time savers around in addition to, as you said, automated emails. A hundred percent. Yeah. And like, like you said, I think pretty much all of them have a free version and you'll probably start to use it. And they give you like one option or whatever it is. But then you're like, ah, I could really use this for another thing. And mm-hmm. when you add, when you start paying, it's still very affordable. Right. It's you know six to ten dollars mm-hmm. a month, whatever it might be. But the amount of time and headache mm-hmm. and stress and annoyance that it saves you mm-hmm. is, you know, you can't really put a price on that. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and and same thing with emails. I mean, you know, there's there's versions that you pay for. Many anymore are are free. Um, you know, and, and, and it's only if you're doing that, sending 10,000 out a month, you know, things like that, where it starts to cost more. And, you know, let's be honest, you're sending out that much. Well, you've got to, you, you probably have people, you know, all these various things that, that are helping you with all of this, but you know, it's, it, 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 sit down and, and maybe for, you know, an entire week, write down everything you do and then think, okay, could something or someone else have handled this? And then, as you said, Go to Google, um, you know, and, and just see. You know, invoicing, great thing. You know, if you've got clients that pay, you know, I'm I have clients that pay the same amount every single month. Okay, automate that. I almost forgot. This is horrible. I should never admit this. I almost forgot to invoice them for December because it was December. You know, and all of these various things, and then I was I invoiced them on the very last day of the month. I normally invoice in the middle of the month. Um, yes, hello, I can automate that. For sure, yeah. So, you know, really looking, you know, it's a perfect example. So the landscaping company that I work with, they used to literally mail out every invoice, put mm-hmm. a stamp on it, and then wait for the other person to write a check, and put it in the mail. And them. Yeah. Hello. Yeah. <laughs> So now it's all automated. We can even put them on auto debit. So we mm-hmm. send them all out from a platform. The mm-hmm. monthly invoices go out on the 18th of every month. And then whoever wants to get auto debit, gets mm-hmm. charged right away. So there are so many options, mm-hmm. you know, and I think, like you said, writing down everything that you do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, kind of going back to where we were, you have your ideal vision. This is what mm-hmm. I want my life to look like. 
And then you need to do the same thing for your business. What type of business do I want to build to allow me to, what kind of business do I kind of have to build to achieve that lifestyle? And then you really start to build kind of an org chart. So what does my ideal organization look like? Mm. Who, do, who needs to be in place? And then taking exactly what you said, mm-hmm. you know, what tasks can those people do? Well, I just wrote down everything that I did. Well, this mm-hmm. could be all the account manager and this could be, you know, the marketing person. So mm-hmm. now that you got your ideal organization, then you can really start to peel back the onion one at mm-hmm. a time. Oh, I could, I could delegate this to this mm-hmm. person. And you start to slow up time a little bit, you know, looking at the obstacles that's in the way. Okay, I got to get over that. Then I can do this. Or, you know, what are, how do I measure success once I start delegating these things? Mm-hmm. So it's kind of a step by, it's just like that road trip example. I'm in Raleigh, you're in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Okay. I know where I'm going now. I know I'm going to Atlanta. Well, now I need to know, what do I need to bring? Who needs mm-hmm. to come with me? Where do I need to stop along the way to know I'm still having success? Mm-hmm. If I'm going from Raleigh to Atlanta and all of a sudden I end up like in Memphis or something, it's like, well, I Oops. think I'm going the wrong way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So now let's backtrack. Where should mm-hmm. we be? So mm-hmm. now you have those checkpoints and building a business is the exact same thing. So, mm-hmm. you know, really kind of looking at those key components of your business uh, is is very important, obviously, to then start to compartmentalize, like, mm-hmm. where do you want to spend your time? What do you need to be doing? Who needs to be doing what? Mm-hmm. So, and then you really start the action of, you know, document, you said document what you do, then it's how do I do that? Mm-hmm. And what bucket does that fall in? Right. You know, and I kind of look at most businesses, if you just follow the customer journey, there's basically five main systems to your business. Lead generation, so you're stirring up interest. Mm-hmm. And then sales, you got to convert these people to customers. And then you got to actually deliver the service that you're doing. So that's the third one. And then you got to provide a good customer service, which is kind of separate from the actual service mm-hmm. you're providing. And then the operations, all the guts that nobody got in business to do. They got into mm-hmm. business to deliver the actual service. Mm-hmm. All those other things is like, wait a minute. Wait yeah, a minute. Well, you mean I didn't sign up that? for this. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and all those start to consume you. So if you can compartmentalize it into those five mm-hmm. things and who should be doing this, it really makes it very easy to visualize like, Okay, now I know how I'm going to get to Atlanta. I got to be here. I got to be here. I got to be here. I got to stop mm-hmm. here to eat. I got to make sure I got this. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, by the way, I got to pack this mm-hmm. because, you know, Atlanta's got terrible traffic. So I definitely got to put some snacks in the car because oh, I'm yeah. going to be sitting mm-hmm. on the interstate for a long mm-hmm. time. You can't get off. So then it's like, then it just makes it a lot easier to one mile at a time. Oh, mm-hmm. there's another mile marker. I'm still on track. So mm-hmm. making it a lot easier to do that. But first you need that vision at the top and mm-hmm. then building out who who do I need in this car? What's my ideal organization look like and what should they be doing? And then you just start handing it off one at a time. Like you said, we can delegate an hour a week. Mm-hmm. It doesn't need to be, I got, if, I, if I'm hiring someone for 40 hours, I don't have 40 hours worth of work to give mm-hmm. them and I don't have 40 right. hours to train them. Like, how am I going to do that? So, and you don't want to have to pay benefits. You know, let's be honest, you're not at that level. It's not that we're shirking anything or not wanting to do anything. You just don't need somebody that's working 40 hours a week. For sure. And if, and that might be your vision. And then you can, mm-hmm. you can paint that vision right. to the people you're hiring to like, Hey, Deb, really excited to, you know, you're joining us, but like, we probably only have about 10 hours for you mm-hmm. right now, but ideally mm-hmm. eventually you're like full time, you're running the show. Right. And now they see your vision and does your mm-hmm. vision line up with that individual's vision? Mm-hmm. If it does great hire, if not, and they're like, oh, I kind of need 40 hours of benefits. Mm-hmm. Like, thanks, but no, thanks. Mm-hmm. You know, good luck. How can I help you type of deal? So so yeah, you don't need to just go from zero to 60, mm-hmm. you know, and then you're going to crash and burn because you don't have the 
not only do you, you probably don't have the financial means to, but you don't have the bandwidth to just bring on somebody for four years. You got to walk before you run right. too, right. as a leader. Mm-hmm. You know, where a lot of people are like, well, I hired them. They got great experience, mm-hmm. and they were terrible. Like, if he can't do it, nobody can do it. I'm just, I'm taking this mm-hmm. back. I'm going to do it myself because right. this is just crazy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> right. You know, and and they want to be busy. Also, I mean, you know, how many times have we had a job where you know you weren't always busy? And, you know, okay, sure, that was kind of fun every once in a while to be able to sit and chit-chat with your coworkers or, you know, play solitaire on the computer or do whatever. But you don't want to do that all the time. You know, most of us want to actually be doing something. There are the shirkers of the world who think that's great. But, you know, we don't want to be the employee sitting around doing nothing. So we don't want to have people working for us sitting around doing nothing either. Yeah. I mean, I, my very first finance job in Chicago, I was there for like six weeks because it was a guy, a husband and wife that owned mm-hmm. the business and he was kind of a control freak. So he wanted to do everything. I'm like, mm-hmm. this is, this is the longest eight hours of my life. Mm-hmm. And when right. I put a, put in my notice to like, wait, you're leaving, mm-hmm. but why? It's like, well, cause I'm, you're not even allowing me to do mm-hmm. what you hired me to do right. because you aren't willing to give up control. Mm-hmm. So it's like, you know, I'm out of here. So yeah, like when you hire those people, they want to be busy too. They want to feel like they're a part of something that they're helping you build something Mm -hmm. and not like, why am I sitting here? Like, yeah, that's Mm -hmm. great for like a couple days, but then eventually it's like, this is not for me. I got to go find something where I feel like I'm I'm fulfilling my purpose in life. Right. Yeah. And, and I want to emphasize this again, and that's that, you know, you can hire somebody that does an hour a week that does one project for you. You know, a lot of us now, <clears throat> I'm a lot older than you. Um, so, you know, we're, we're, we're kind of that old school where we think, okay, we have to hire someone full time, but we don't. You know, there, there are so many other options. Um, you know, virtual assistants, you know, uh, uh, Whoever, you know, and it's kind of like they just appeared, you know, when, and, you know, and it's kind of, you know, whoever invented that and Velcro needs to get, get very wealthy. But, um, you know, you can, and, and again, it might be somebody that's in your neighborhood, might be somebody that's halfway around the world. It all depends on what you need them for. But it's, it's great to be able to hire someone you know, that, that you just need for a short period of time. And then there's, you know, there's, there's virtual assistant businesses. So, you know, you might be working with a different person there every time, but if it's an automated project or something, really doesn't matter if the same person does it every time. Or you might have someone like, say, my producer, where she does two to three hours a week, every single week. You know, we've got a, you know, great relationship. If, the, you know, she'll let me know, you know, this is a project that's going to take more time. So then I know, okay. I'm going to have to pay her more, um, you know, and, and so, you know, it's, it's great to build that rapport with that one person. But yeah, if you just need somebody for one hour a week, you can get somebody for one hour a week. Yeah. And hundred percent. And it might be even your employees. So like, if you, like we have a landscaping company, mm-hmm. we have guys out in the field delivering mm-hmm. the service, reach out to them first and say, right. Hey, we got an hours, you know, mm-hmm. we do a lot of like mailers and mm-hmm. different types of marketing stuff. And we actually use those guys mm-hmm. to help us, whether it's right. stuff in envelopes, hanging mm-hmm. stuff on doors, mm-hmm. getting yard signs together, or just working in the office for mm-hmm. a couple hours to free up some of our time. So they might be literally right in front of you. You just have to ask mm-hmm. them like, Hey, do you want to pick up a couple hours here and there? Or what, you know, building those relationships, that was every business that I've had. That's who I went to first. So like mm-hmm. we had to mail out all our Christmas cards. And I asked my wife, I said, do you want to 
hand address all these envelopes? She said, no, no. pay somebody to do it. Mm-hmm. So I literally just went into Slack, posted, mm-hmm. this is for a dog walking mm-hmm. business that we have. Went into Slack, said, hey, who wants to make 50 bucks to address 100 envelopes? Mm-hmm. And they're like, me, 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 me. I was like, oh, yeah. done. Mm-hmm. And then the lady I delegated to, not only she did, did she do it quicker than I mm-hmm. could, she writes way better than I can. Uh-huh. But, then, mm-hmm. but then she said, do you want me to go buy stamps and mail these for you? I'm like, right. Do you want me to finish it? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So it could be something as easy as that. That Mm -hmm. freed up, you know, 100 envelopes. Maybe Mm -hmm. it takes you two minutes an envelope. So that's 200 minutes. It Mm -hmm. freed up three or four hours of my time. Mm -hmm. And it cost me, if you do $50 divided by four, it cost me $12.50. I know I can, even if I can't go make more than that, Mm -hmm. four hours to me, to go spend with my daughter is way more worth. It's way more valuable than twelve dollars and fifty cents. So there might be other things in your life. So Mm -hmm. that just brings up. I'm in my home right now, Mm -hmm. and the cleaning people who come clean Mm -hmm. our house every two weeks were just here. Right. And we pay them 140 bucks to clean our house. Mm -hmm. It takes them. They bring in four people. They're in in like in and out in like two hours. So say it takes them eight (laughs) hours. Mm -hmm. It's going to take me and my wife like the whole weekend because we have a dog. And we're going to hate it. And we're going to hate it. Mm -hmm. So I rather pay. $180 a month to have like four, you know, two full weekends back of my life. Right. So things you can automate and delegate might not even be in your business. It could be in your personal right. life where, so, mm-hmm. and they, and they did a way better job. So mm-hmm. it was like, they're not, they have all the gadgets that we don't mm-hmm. have and that we don't want to buy. So mm-hmm. there could be so many things that you could mm-hmm. delegate that you probably don't even think of. Right because it might not even be in your business. So mm-hmm. how much is your time worth? I'd rather have a weekend with my mm-hmm. family than me and my wife like fighting over trying to clean the house while our mm-hmm. daughter's sleeping. And then our daughter's, we're, we're cleaning and she's behind us just making mm-hmm. a mess again. So yeah, it's like- she's got, we're, we're just Or cleaning. saying, somebody please pay attention to me. <laughs> yes, mm-hmm. exactly. So mm-hmm. I'd rather pay attention to her and go have fun instead of you know clean my house all weekend. Right. So really just encourage the listeners to really evaluate everywhere. Where do you spend time? And do you mm-hmm. really want to be spending time doing that? Right. Yeah, and some of those things are, you know, maybe even all of them, it, we, we thought of as luxuries and for, you know, other people. And what do you mean you can't clean your own house? Um, for a couple years now, we have hired a housekeeper for my mother. She goes every two weeks. She does, you know, a lot of the stuff that, yes, my mother could still do, but why? You know, we're able to have someone go in and help her do that and take care of those things. And, you know, and, and as you said, you know, why not have it for yourself? My husband and I are having this discussion about landscaping, um, you know, and because he's still at the, I like doing this point, but it's almost at the, oh God, I hate this point. So when we hit that point, I'm sure he'll just hire that, you know, because we, we have somebody that comes and, you know, does our or some of this stuff, but we don't have anybody that comes and mows because he, he enjoys that. Well, he's about to reach that. I don't like this stage. Um, and, you know, and it's not, well, look at you. You have some, no, it's, you know, it's just something I mean, we, we don't, for most people, we don't do our own oil changes. You know, there are some people who, yeah, they do. Um, we don't, you know, we, we, there are many things that we, you know, have, we have our own doctors, you know, all of those various things. So yeah, think of other things that you can do. I mean, if it's somebody coming in and cleaning your house every two weeks, just to free you up to do something else, you know, it, it may very well be worth that little expense. Yeah. Cause really it's, 
it's really just an investment. So mm-hmm. it's you're you're exchanging money for time, and then what do you do with that time? And mm-hmm. I think the key is to have a plan. So I, I see a lot of business owners; they'll hire something and they'll delegate it, mm-hmm. but then they don't have a plan to do with their right. new found time. Yeah. So then they just go back and get in the way of the other mm-hmm. person, and they micromanage it, and uh-huh. then it's a hot mess. So. You need to have a plan with that time. You might hire a cleaning lady just so you can work on your business for mm-hmm. 10 hours every two weeks so you can document systems and processes or go train somebody or whatever it is. But time is our most valuable asset. Mm-hmm. We all have the exact same amount of it. How you spend it is going to determine your success. Right. So, you know, that's really what I encourage everybody to do is mm-hmm. just kind of a self audit of how do I spend right. all my time? And then right. you might realize you have more time than you think. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but then it comes to the, okay, how do I actually get started? You know, is there an easy way to, to think about all this, you know, and, and to, to start? I mean, you know, yes, we can say just get started. But, you know, even sitting and thinking about it can, can you know, it's like, oh, my God, I don't, I don't even know where to start because I don't know what I don't know. Yeah. And that's where, that's where most people get stuck. It's like, I don't even know how to get started. So I'm just going to keep going. I'm going to keep mm-hmm. the ship afloat. I'm going to keep driving. Right. Until what though? So I would just kind of go back to our conversation a little bit. First, you need to have, you need to know where you're going. So you need to have that vision, you know, really write down, visualize what your vision looks like. What is your Mm -hmm. ideal, what does your ideal life look like? And what kind of business do you need to build in order Mm -hmm. to achieve that? And get really specific on, okay, we need to be doing a million dollars because that means I have enough money to pay all these people Mm -hmm. and I can make the money I want and need to go do what I want to do while also being able to pay everybody and have a business, blah, blah, blah. So you got your vision. That's step one. Second step is mapping out your ideal organization, like literally drawing an org chart of your future business. And don't do it based on, you know, people do it based on kind of the workload. So it's not, mm-hmm. oh, this guy's going to go here. Oh, future Joe's going to go there. Just kind of start to compartmentalize everything. Okay, we're going to need an account manager. We're going to need a marketing person. We'll need an office manager, whatever it is. So you got that mapped out based on kind of the workload and task, not necessarily the people. And then you want to start making time to actually work on your business. And what I mean by work on your business is kind of what you said, how do I get started? So what I, after I would even go back and say, evaluate how you spend your time and start Mm -hmm. time blocking and calendar all that. But that's like, that's a huge thing to wrap your head around, but really start focusing on right, literally write down everything that you do. Mm -hmm. What do you do in your business? And I like to do what I call as a delegation snowball. So this is kind of the actionable advice of you've got your vision, you know where you're going, you've got your ideal organization. This is what we're going to build to get there. And then you start doing a delegation snowball. So get out a spreadsheet, get out a scrap piece of paper, whatever it is, write down everything that you do. And then what system does that fall in? Back to what we talked about, lead generation, sales, mm-hmm. customer service, the actual service you provide or operations. So it's going to be one of those five buckets. Who's, you know, what bucket does it fall in? Who's doing it now? Who should be doing it? Mm -hmm. How long does it take? How often does it need to be done? You're really writing out basically everything that happens Mm -hmm. in your business. And then you just start doing it. And this is the just start part. So Mm -hmm. the thing that I like to think of is perfect. So P-DAD, P-D-A-D, perfect, document, automate or delegate. And perfect just means, it doesn't mean perfect. It doesn't mean wait till it's perfect because it's never going to be perfect. It just means do it the same way more than once. So Mm -hmm. somebody else could do it. Mm -hmm. Okay. This is how I said, this is how I start a zoom call. You Mm -hmm. do it, you do it, you do it. And then you document how it's done. So 
it's the easiest time in the history of the world to document how things are done. If it's mm-hmm. a computer task, you use a screen recording software mm-hmm. like you Zoom. You poke a button. Mm-hmm. You poke a button. You start talking. You <laughs> say, okay, Deb, this is how you do this. You go down to the start menu. You click here. And you're walking them through this. And it's mm-hmm. recording in the background. And these are free tools. Zoom is great. Loom mm-hmm. is great. If it is an in-person task, we have a really powerful camera that fits in our pocket. And you say, okay, this is how we trim this type of shrub in Raleigh, North Carolina, and you hit record and they're doing it. Okay, so now you've got the how, and then you either start automating it, so Mm -hmm. giving it to a piece of technology perhaps, or delegating, give it to somebody. So Mm -hmm. that's really kind of, you know, in four or five steps, define your vision, Mm -hmm. where are we going, then define what type of business you need to build, that's kind of your org chart. Then you do the delegation snowball, Mm -hmm. and then you start delegating it. And who do you delegate it to? Like you said, if it's an hour a week, you could find a virtual assistant. You could find mm-hmm. somebody in your staff. You could find a teenager who lives in your neighborhood or maybe a teenager who lives in your house. Right, because right. Because whatever you do is not mm-hmm. rocket science. If it was, you'd be making a lot more money mm-hmm. like, like brain surgeons make mm-hmm. or like rocket scientists make, but you, you're not. So mm-hmm. you're not that special. Get over it. Aww. Get over the mental hurdle. Mm-hmm. And you will be okay. So mm-hmm. that's really where I see most people get stuck mm-hmm. is kind of that mental hurdle of mm-hmm. nobody can do it. It's my baby. Right. I'm the best. Anybody else can do it 80% as good as you can delegate it because the customer doesn't care. Right. And, and figure out, okay, for that 20%, is it necessary? If it is, okay, what do we need to change to make sure that, you know, that, that, that happens, you know, all those various things. Yeah. And really if the, if it's not, it's because you didn't do something. So you're mm-hmm. maybe you didn't, articulate something in the recording because Mm -hmm. you can document anything and they'll do it the exact Mm -hmm. same way that you do it. So I like to equate it to Chick-fil-A. You're in Atlanta. I'm in Raleigh. Chick-fil-A does this better than anybody. Mm -hmm. They can hire people for basically minimum wage who deliver a better service Mm -hmm. than any restaurant I've been to. And they sell $5 chicken, Mm -hmm. but they don't hire the best chicken cooker. They don't hire the best fry cutter. They don't hire, you know, the best sauce Mm -hmm. maker. All they do is hire the best people because they've documented how to do everything else. Right. So you can start Hiring for personality mm-hmm. and training for the job—that's mm-hmm. when you really start to win. A lot of business owners hire for talent because they don't have the systems and processes, mm-hmm. and they go hire the best chicken cooker, and he is a jerk. Nobody wants to work with him, right? And it mm-hmm. doesn't matter that he's really good at cooking chicken because mm-hmm. nobody wants to work with him. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you teach people how to cook chicken, mm-hmm. then you can hire really awesome people and mm-hmm. start to develop kind of a really strong team. Because they don't have to worry about how to cook the chicken. If you go back to any job that you really hated, it's because you had to figure stuff out on your own mm-hmm. and nobody was there to help you. Mm-hmm. So then you do it and then your boss yells at you because you did it wrong. Mm-hmm. Because you should have known how to cook the chicken. Right. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and that comes back to what you were saying before, customer service. You know, you could almost deal with chicken that wasn't absolutely perfect, but if the most fabulous person in the world served it to you, okay. Um, now, you know, it needs to be cooked. I mean, we're not talking about you're getting raw food and, and stuff like that, but you know, even, you know, say you get the wrong thing, right? You know, you've gone through the drive through They were pleasant. They did that. My pleasure. You know, it's my pleasure to serve of you course. because it is Chick-fil-A, you know, and they, how was your day? All those various things. You get home, you open the bag and oh, I got the wrong thing. Oh, okay. <laughs> and, but yeah. And, and the, of course the, the, Good thing about having great customer service is that's what people really talk about. You know, that's that is how that's why they come back to you. 
You know, that is, you know, yes, you still have to have a good product or service. We're not saying that. But when the customer service experience is fabulous, that's where we really have to focus on. You know, as, as you said, you know, that chicken could be cooked by the meanest, nastiest person in the world, and we're never going back. doesn't matter that it was the best chicken you've ever had. You know, so it, it is kind of that combination. Good, good product, good service, and good customer support. A hundred percent. And if you realize that whatever you're selling, whatever your business sells, it's a commodity because we can get it anywhere. I can go get chicken from like probably 15 different Mm -hmm. places within five miles of my house, but I'm going to go to Chick-fil-A because Mm -hmm. of the customer experience, Mm -hmm. because how they make me feel, how they actually show Mm -hmm. that they care. All those things. Mm -hmm. It's not like Chick-fil-A selling something that nobody else is selling, but just selling Mm -hmm. a piece of chicken. And, you know, I could find a hundred people to Mm -hmm. cut my grass within 30 minutes. Like, Mm -hmm. There, the supply of the service right. that you provide is endless. How you deliver is yeah. going to set you apart. I hate to break it to you folks. What you do is not unique. I don't care exactly. what you do. It's not you. Now, it might be a little harder to find, a little more specialized, but there's somebody else out there that does something pretty gosh darn similar. And what's really hard to find is just a really good customer experience. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to deliver mm-hmm. if you have the systems and processes and right. team in place. Mm-hmm. Right. You know, and you know, one of the things that, that you mentioned that we're not going to have really time to discuss, but it is time. You know, it's how much time does it take you to do these things? You know, one of the things that I sat down and, and did several years ago was looked at my networking. I love networking. Hello. I'm pretty social. I like going and seeing people, right? You haven't figured that out. Um, and so I like going to networking events. But when I figured out how much time I was spending just driving to the events, it was like, okay, not worth it. Um, you know, now, if it was worth it, that's, that's different. But you know, I, it just wasn't worth it. And so that was when it was like, okay, what can we do to replace it? Um, you know, because you still need to network. Hello, that is how you get business. Um, But, you know, could you do it online? Could you do it a different group? Could you do it with something like what you offer as a mastermind group? You know, so so be rethinking these things too is, you know, the time that it takes, is it worth that time? Yeah, and that's, you know, to kind of hit on both points. So the time to create these systems process is almost nothing because you can record it the next time you do it. So it's not like... I remember my first corporate job. I sat next to somebody all day with my pen and paper, feverishly mm-hmm. taking notes. Okay, da, 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 okay right. this is what I'm supposed to do tomorrow. And then tomorrow comes and you're like, I don't remember how to do that. But right. I know Deb told me. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to try and like figure this out. And yeah, then I'm you don't want to go back and say, I didn't write that. <laughs> yeah. Down. So, you know, that's the great thing about technology, mm-hmm. the phone, the screen recording stuff, mm-hmm. or all that. You can do it, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time you're doing it. So it doesn't really cost you any time. And then to your point on the networking and everything else, Really evaluate how much time you're spending and what return are you getting on it? Because you only got one life. You only got 168 hours in the week. And that's the reason I don't go networking is basically what you described. Mm-hmm. So if I have a 12 o'clock networking event, I'm going to leave my house at like 11. Mm-hmm. I'm going to get there. I'm going to, you know, schmooze, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. The networking event goes to one. And then everyone has their little one-on-ones and they mm-hmm. talk and they set up coffee, blah, blah, blah. And then you get home probably 2, 2.30 mm-hmm. and then you got to no, go wait, through and follow up. You somewhere along the way. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you ran a quick errand. So it's maybe Yeah, three. you're already there. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you get home at three and then you got to follow up with everybody mm-hmm. and go through the business card. So right. it's like that was a four to five hour mm-hmm. event that took an right. hour. So is it worth your time? And maybe it is. Mm-hmm. 
And right. maybe that's your business mm-hmm. model. That's great. But I want you to always be evaluating mm-hmm. where are you spending your time? And like you said, you know, with the mastermind that I run, mm-hmm. when people are financially invested, their, their number one goal is to get a return on the investment. Mm-hmm. So it's like, let's get to the point mm-hmm. and let's get everybody a return on this. Whereas when you go to networking events, sometimes it's like a lot of people go just to make themselves feel like they did something mm-hmm. that day. Yeah. <laughs> or to tell their boss, oh yeah, I attended that event. Yes. Mm-hmm. So... Well, Paul, tell us more about your mastermind group. And and I'm a big supporter of masterminds, especially for small business owners who are thinking, I am out here in an oasis all by myself. So, you know, tell us more about your mastermind group. Yeah. I mean, that's really why I started it. So, you know, one, like I said at the beginning, most small businesses won't be able to survive without the owner for more than a week. Mm -hmm. If you're gone from your business more than a week, your business probably isn't going to be there. So, you know, through my Ultimate Freedom Mastermind, that's what I really focus on is helping business owners build Mm -hmm. a business that can thrive without them so they can make more money and have Mm -hmm. more time. Now, the really powerful part of it is it is a group setting. So there's a maximum of 10 people in your mastermind. Mm -hmm. And what a lot of people equate it to is going to a party where you actually have something to talk about. Right. Because a lot of times we go to a party and they're like, oh, what do you do? I'm like, I do this. And like, oh, did you see the football game yesterday? Mm-hmm. Like you have mm-hmm. nothing to talk about. So it's putting yourself right. in a room mm-hmm. with like-minded individuals mm-hmm. who have big goals, big dreams, big aspirations. And then they're there to hold you accountable. Mm-hmm. So if I say, I'm going to go do this by next week and everyone does that, mm-hmm. you don't want to be the only person out of 10 that didn't go do it. So right. kind of like going to the book club and you didn't read the book. Yeah. Don't be that person. Mm-hmm. You, we can call out your BS that mm-hmm. you didn't do exactly what you mm-hmm. said you're going to do. So having the accountability and then really sharing expertise mm-hmm. amongst people, because we all have different experiences. We all have different expertise. And when you get 10 different business owners in the room with 10 different industries and 10 different you know viewpoints. It really is a powerful thing. And then obviously, I'm kind of leading the way mm-hmm. with all of my online training that teaches people exactly step-by-step, step, kind of how we walk through it, mm-hmm. how to systematize and automate your business so it can thrive without you. Mm-hmm. Now, does the mastermind, do they have to be in person or can they be virtual like we're doing here? And that's a great question. So I, I just assume these things now because everything is virtual. So yes, you can be anywhere mm-hmm. uh, in the world all of our people so far in the U.S., but you can be anywhere in the world. Uh, we meet weekly on Zoom, same time, same mm-hmm. place, every single week to really have that block on mm-hmm. your calendar so it's not bouncing all over the place. Right. So I'm in Raleigh. Obviously, we have some people in Raleigh from my network, but we have people, you know, New York, Arizona, and everywhere in between. Mm-hmm. Right. Now, one of the things that, that people always say about a mastermind is, but I don't want to share that I screwed up. Or what if my competitor is there? Yeah. So the first part, that's when the magic really happens is Mm -hmm. when you are vulnerable and say, I did Mm -hmm. screw up because you're only fooling yourself. If you screwed up and you're not going to share with anybody and you're not willing to look for help. Right. And they may have done the same thing. And that's the thing is you can get Mm -hmm. to where you want to go so much quicker when you learn from other people's mistakes. So, Mm -hmm. you know, that's really, you know, one of the most powerful things about it is show up the more as you build these relationships with these people, you really start to open up and be more vulnerable. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, that I actually didn't do that or it didn't work mm-hmm. out as well as I said it was and, you know, all on and on and on. So that's really the power of it is there is no trophy for going it alone. Like, mm-hmm. yes, we're entrepreneurs and we should be able to figure it out on our own, but there is no trophy. Like you don't get right. to the end of like, Deb, you didn't need anybody's help. You made a lot more money and you got a lot more freedom. No, like Don't it's tell. actually the opposite. Then you're all by yourself. So mm-hmm. really going on that journey with other people makes it a lot more fun too, because mm-hmm. you can share in the wins. You can go mm-hmm. on the journey together and you can get to where you want to go a lot quicker mm-hmm. while having a lot more fun. Mm-hmm. 
Well, oh my gosh, Paul, this has been so much fun and we definitely have to do this again. And hopefully we can like meet in person sometime because we're not that far apart. Um, but in the meantime, tell us how people find and connect with you online. So yeah, you can just go to my website, paulmaskill.com. If you look for me on Facebook, LinkedIn, Instagram, you can find me there. Uh, if you are interested in the mastermind, just go to paulmaskill.com slash mastermind. You can fill out an application, probably takes you two minutes. Then we'll schedule a call through my scheduler. Uh, and then we'll get you rocking and rolling, uh, enrolled in the mastermind. Perfect. I love it. Well, do you have any final thoughts that you want to leave everyone with? So I would just go back to the very top when I said the worst case scenario is never as bad as you think it's going to be. And it is so true because if you think about those times when you just kind of had to do it and, you know, bite the bullet, mm -hmm. then you're like, that really wasn't that bad. Mm -hmm. It never is. So don't be the person getting in the way of your success. Perfect. I love it. Well, this really has been wonderful. And, and I think, you know, good information to start the year off with kind of, you know, some, some New Year's resolution types of things that were in here. Um, you know, and, and I can't wait to have you on again. I think we've, this is definitely a conversation that we need to, to continue. So until then, I'm Deb Creer. I've been having a great time talking with Paul Maskill and everyone have a great day. Thanks, Deb. Tune in for our next program for even more trends, best practices, and techniques for how to make your business a success. The Business Power Hour, hosted by Deb Creer, is proud to be part of the C-Suite Network. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.